Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, guys. Welcome to the 57th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And welcome to Wednesday Wisdom. So my guest today is super crazy special. She is so young. She's only 28 and already happily married, extremely fit, very successful medical device rep. And now, I mean, life hasn't always been easy for her, but she's worked really hard to get where she is. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But she also happens to be brought up in my podcast quite a bit because she's my baby sister. Hi, Molly. Hi. (laughs) So to give a little background, you're my baby sister. So I was 18 when you were born. And we've been super close since, I mean, basically since the day you were born. I mean, at 17, though, you came and lived with us when you started college at the University of Memphis, which was fun. We had a lot of fun. And I think you've been on a path since college that's really good. Um, Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) So now you and I, I talk about morning routines on every Wednesday Wisdom because I love so much listening to other people's morning routines because sometimes I'm like, oh, I should start that, you know? So, all right. So what's your morning routine? Do you have a morning routine? I know you do. I do. It's, Changed a little bit because I have started getting up with my sweet husband in the morning. Um, he gets up a little earlier than I do. So he gets up about 5, 5.30. And then I normally roll into the kitchen about 6. And he normally makes me breakfast and coffee because he's sweet. Um, yeah, pretty lucky on that one. Um, and some mornings, if he is running a little behind, uh, he won't make me breakfast. But he still has coffee, but that's good because it'll give me a day to fast. Oh. Um, yeah. And then at 7.30, the best time of my morning, I FaceTime with you. The best time of my morning, too. And then I generally try to make my bed before or during your and mine conversation. And then I walk Prescott and I get to work. Okay. Well, so that's a good morning routine. I mean, I think it's nice and it's so nice because I know you switched up getting up with Justin, getting up mm-hmm. early because he likes it. And I think yep. that's sweet of you because you're not a morning person. Hey, now I've, I've gotten better. You are actually, you are getting better <laughs> I'm gonna <call> you <laughs> out, right at the beginning of the book. Yeah, right. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, I think have been pretty successful in your life so far. I mean, you're young. Now, you love your job, and you do pretty well at it. So how did you get that job? That's a good job. Like, what path did you take? So it was a grind, for sure. Um, Yes. Obviously, I got my degree, and then I started my career with Enterprise right out of school. Um, And if anyone has worked for Enterprise or knows anyone that works for Enterprise, it is not for the week of work. Um, and now why, tell, tell everybody why you took the job with enterprise. Like, why did you focus on enterprise? So, you know, I decided that medical sales was the route, the career that ultimately wanted. And you had friends that were already in medical sales. I had friends that were doing it and basically all their feedback was 
we got to get your resume up and go work for someone like enterprise because they have a great training program um and people hire from there because they know your work ethic is wonderful right because you work hard oh my gosh i know i remember times when you were work. i mean i said to eric i was like she is working her she is just working so hard they are working her to death over there yeah six days a week like 12 hour days i can remember where you went in early and didn't get off until mm -hmm. party, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I went in when the sun was up and came home when the sun was down. That was, uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you weren't there anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I made great friends from there. I mean, one of my bridesmaids, you know, I met there and uh -huh. you know, sure I learned a ton. Um, but I did, you know, set a kind of two year in mark with them. Um, you know, enterprise is great because if you work hard and you're a performer, um, you can get promoted pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and so I got promoted five or six times. I can't remember. Um, but in that two year period and I started, you know, once that two year mark was coming up, I knew, okay, it's been two years. It's time to, you know, take the next step. And so I started applying for, uh, positions in medical sales and you remember, you remember the first job that I got offered in medical sales. Um, it was technically medical sales, but it wasn't, it didn't kind of jive with what I had envisioned my medical sales role would be because it was basically your first 18 months, you were sitting behind a cubicle with a headset selling the product over the phone. Um, right. So although it was like $20,000 more or something crazy and normal hours, my gut said, no, this is not it. No, I remember um, that was huge because you, that was a, a wise decision. You were like, you, you know, you could have jumped because oh, yeah. and we agonized. I remember you talked mm -hmm. about, you know, and, and that was such a good decision. Oh, it was one of, if not the best decision ever, because I got on with Medline, right. um, which couldn't have been a more perfect role to jump into medical sales with, because, you know, my touch points were the entire hospital you know, from the C-suite to, you know, EBS, which is um, basically the cleaning, the cleaning crew. Um, right. But, and some amazing relationships were made at Medline and I just learned so, so much there. I mean, you remember whenever I, I told my manager I was leaving, I actually cried because I made such good relationships there. You still have those though. I, I oh yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, it kind of got to a point there where I, I don't want to say false promises, but you know, it's kind of things weren't working out the way that they were supposed to, um, just with my territory and the financial things that I was expecting to happen. So, you know, it was time for me to find the logic, I guess you could say. So, um, started, you know, kind of looking for medical sales positions and came across a logic and that's where I am today. And I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Yeah, you seem really happy where you are right now. And I know, but you've been kind of happy, you know, you've been happy in most of the places you were, even when you were working mm -hmm. off at enterprise, you were happy there. And mm -hmm. you know, you had a little bit of discomfort each time you moved, uh, yep. is that getting easier? Like, did it get easier or are you getting, uh, less like afraid of 
moving or is it you're getting tolerant to discomfort or, or allowing discomfort in your life and it's okay? Definitely, definitely getting easier. Um, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't miserable because I had friends and I had built these relationships, you know, it wasn't like I was so miserable. I had to leave. It was just it was time for me to take that next step. Um, but you know, the thing with the discomfort that has come with those is they were intentional, right? It was intentional discomfort to progress in my career. Growth. Um, growth, is, growth is usually your, your, your growth comes from discomfort or, you know, uncomfortable situations. If you overcome them or you get through them, you usually grow from that. So absolutely. And I mean, you know, because the decisions were intentional and for growth purposes, they feel good. So that discomfort, even though I don't know what the next, you know, I didn't know exactly how it was going to go with logic, but you know, I loved getting to know the new products and my new friends or my customers and, you know, every decision I've made, although the discomfort has been there, it has felt good, you know? So yeah, I love it. getting easier. <laughs> okay, good. So you, you have a, a great job and you've really done well handling your finances at a very young age. I mean, we were in a small school and we lived in a small town where we really weren't around a lot of people that knew a lot about money or that had a lot of money. So talk a little bit about what you do now and how you're setting yourself up for financial success for your future and how you came to do that. Because we, you know, like we didn't have a lot of that around us growing up. Yeah, we definitely did not. Um, we were not used to that for sure. Right. Um, you know, we weren't really raised with the mindset of preparing for financial future and things like that. Um, I think a lot of people aren't, you know, there are a lot of people that are, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that are not. Uh, yeah. I, I can remember one time, um, one of my bosses told me because I, I like you and I had, um, really good jobs at a young age. And he said, he told me, he goes, you should have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank right now. I looked at him like he had three <laughs> eyes. Like I was like, I didn't even know that kind of money. People had that kind of money and mm -hmm. making good money. You should have that in the bank right now. And it changed my mindset. I was like, Whoa. So then mm -hmm. I realized that. So same thing, like you, 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 there's something in your mind that you're like, wait a minute, you know, there's some things I need to be doing differently. Yeah. And I mean, first off, you know, I started putting into my 401k when I worked at an enterprise. So it, 22, 23, um, your, your sweet, precious husband, my most favorite brother-in-law I could ever ask for. Um, you know, he's going to get in trouble for that. Nah, it's true. Um, but, um, he, uh, you know, he was the one that was like, Hey, you've got to prepare for the future and you, you know, this is untaxed. You've got to, you know, your company's going to match this, you know, you've got to put into your 401k. And so I started putting 5% at that time because, well, I mean, I was only making probably, I don't know, $35,000 and yeah, I couldn't put much more than that. And I was, you know, at first it was really uncomfortable because I was like, oh my gosh, that's a hundred dollars a paycheck that I could have. But eventually you just don't even realize it's not there, you know, um, you have it coming out automatically. Yes. So automatically. 
that's part of the key is to have it come out automatically because you don't see it because you're like me. I mean, we don't hate spending money, right? Nope. So, We're good at that. Like so. Right. <laughs> so, so we, it, and you don't even miss it, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I don't. And you know, now I put 10% of every paycheck, every commission check, um, into my 401k and you know I came to do that because Eric you know really sat me down and taught me the importance of of how to use money how to spend money how to build your credit um, and then on top of that I have to give some props to my husband because like you said we can, we're, we're good at spending money so you know he was like babe that's great you have your 401k but you also need like he likes to call it a rainy day fund and so, so he, you know, he's like, you've got to put into savings that you can touch, you know? So, I mean, I have more money in my savings today than I've ever had in my life. And it is tempting to not spend it because I can see it and I can use it. But, you know, he's, he's been really good with helping me um, yeah. save money in our savings accounts and things That's like that. So, yeah. That's really good. Um, I know one other thing that Eric used to always say and he he would say this to you and I'll, I never forget this is when when your company matches your 401k that mm -hmm. is so let's say you can put up to five thousand dollars and they'll match it mm -hmm. that's money that's part of your your package and so if you don't put that money in you're losing mm -hmm. five thousand dollars a year absolutely so that's always been, I'm always like, wow, that's so true. You know, you just yep. didn't, you don't think about that sometimes if you're not looking at it. Mm -hmm. so I love that. And I'm so happy and proud of you for all of that because you're doing really well. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you have had a lot of anxiety in the past, which, you mm -hmm. know, it, it does surprise me a little bit, but you have overcome that. Uh, I, I think you've overcome and I'm not getting phone calls in the middle of the night more, but uh, <laughs> do you still struggle with that or have you overcome it? And was there something you did to overcome it? So, you know, I've had anxiety since I was little. Um, you know, when I now to my, um, whatever the word is I'm looking for right now. Credit. Um, yeah, to my credit, uh, when I called you in the middle of the night, having well, a panic attack, out of my sleep, thank you. Um, I was, you know, I was in college, full college hours, working full time, and was in a sorority. So had a lot of going on, but um, you stress for sure. Yeah. So, but if I'm being honest, and to say that I, I don't deal with anxiety to this day would not be the truth. Um, but I have definitely um, lessened how much anxiety I have, and I have to attribute majority of that to exercising. Um, you know, when I exercise, I just automatically feel so much better. Um, I agree. you know, before, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I drink, I try to drink 120 ounces of water a day. Um, and then, you know, anxiety will help or will make you struggle with your sleep. And so if you have anxiety and then you're not sleeping and then you don't have enough sleep throughout the day, you know, that's just going to tack onto your problems, right? So um, I actually started taking melatonin um, probably probably two years ago um, for sleep. So that's definitely helped me get, you know, better night's sleep. But yeah, exercising, 
water, drinking plenty of water and then, you know, melatonin at night. Um, and then, you know, those times that I'm feeling like I have anxiety coming on, um, you know, I do breathing exercises. So if you feel some anxiety coming, I'll do like a minute of deep breathing. Um, I have to say I've definitely felt more anxiety during COVID because for a sales rep used to being on the road, you know, three days a week or something. And now home majority of the time that brings kind of a whole different stress and anxiety, but yeah, exercising, breathing exercises and, um, water and melatonin have really helped me to, um, overcome and manage my anxiety. That's so good. I didn't realize that you were taking melatonin for sleep. It's so mm -hmm. interesting to me that, you know, because I, I often ask questions about sleep because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I literally count how many hours I sleep a night every day. Yep. Every morning. Mm -hmm. I do you do that too? I do actually. That I really do. If, cause me and Justin try to be asleep, like asleep in bed and then asleep by 10 or 10 30. And, you know, then getting up at six, you know, I'm all, if we go to bed at 11, I'm like, oh, I'm only going to get, you know, six hours of sleep. I count it. I really do. I do every morning. I count how many, how many hours of sleep. And I, I can tell by the way I feel, if I get eight hours of sleep, I am like a different person. Seven <laughs> is good. Eight, I feel like I could just bounce right out the door when I'm walking Kinsey. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> you know, so, but if six, I'm going to have to make some up somewhere. <laughs> I'll be looking Seven, I feel is my kind of happy place. Seven is like the perfect amount of sleep for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, cool. All right. Well, I didn't, I, I learned something new. Um, so melatonin to sleep. I know I had a, an interview um, a few weeks back and she was saying that she took magnesium mm -hmm. at night to sleep and it helped her. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that's something that, um, I haven't tried that. I take magnesium in the morning, so that may be helping me to sleep a little bit. Mm -hmm. And magnesium, you know, our mom takes it cause right. like I have hereditary migraines and I actually need to incorporate magnesium in my daily supplements because my, exactly. our mom, yeah, she swears on magnesium for oh my migraines. Well, I can remember when she, because um, Eric actually looked it up and found it and started getting her on magnesium. And she, that's right. It was, of course, it was Eric. Course, Saving Eric. the day. Saving uh, the day. Oh, we did. <laughs> We'd be a mess. We would uh, be such a mess. Yeah, we really would be. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> the magnesium, she was taking magnesium. And as long as she takes her magnesium, she doesn't have her migraines. And she had a migraine. I was like, mom, did you, did you not take your magnesium? She was like, I've been out of it for a week. Oh my gosh. So she, if she doesn't take it, she'll get her, her migraines again. So I don't know. That's really so super interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so you are about to be 29. Crazy. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome at different stages? Like, is there something that you've overcome that really has helped you be successful in your adult life? I mean, I would just say, you know, the, the grind of figuring out what you want to do in life. And I mean, obviously the career change, college, new career, you know, and then also going from, you know, I was kind of, falling in love with somebody at 25. So, you know, moving away from you and, 
everything I had in Memphis and Nashville, um, you know, just trying to figure out the, the ways of the world when it comes to getting the job that you want in the medical industry. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest. Yeah. Well, you and Justin, you guys do really well. Like you're happily married and it's so nice to see. Now it isn't always rainbows and butterflies. Nope. <laughs> you absolutely work at it. No, I know you work at it. And I know that you've listened to the relationship CDs that Eric gave you from Tony, mm -hmm. um, Tony Robbins, and, and that's helped a lot. So talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the other things you do to keep your relationship happy because you're newly married. It's just been since November. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so tony the tony robbins ultimate relationship cds uh i, I have to say eric sydney giving those to us um probably kind of put us on the right track overall on our relationship because you know we went straight from a long distance relationship from memphis to texas for a year straight to living together in the same city and not only the same city, but I had just moved away from my family, you know? Um, so moving in together from seeing each other once or twice a month, um, we had first six, first three months, we were kind of not, it was, it was rough, let's put it that way. So we got the Tony Robbins CDs and you know, honestly what that did was it just guides you in how to talk to each other, you know? Um, and, and how to, express yourself in a nice way you know right. we weren't used to the day in and day out of daily life and living together lucky for me he's clean <laughs> so we didn't have that issue yeah um, but it was just that you know i didn't know how to tell him what i was feeling he didn't know how to react to what i was saying and it was a mess let's be honest and the tony robbins ultimate relationship cds really just guide you like Hey, remember that really bad conversation you had and it went really horrible? Well, have that conversation again, but try having it in the way that Tony's laying it out step by step for you, you know? Um, so yeah, the Tony Robbins CDs definitely, and we've listened to those again, I mean, probably four months ago. We've changed in five years, right? So, um, and then honestly, you know me, I'm very honest. It's not easy for me to not speak my mind. So if there's something that, you know, he's doing that hurts my feelings. I'm going to let him know, you know, and he's precious. So he tries his best to, you know, just do whatever it takes to make me happy. And <laughs> it's just right. honesty and talking to each other. You right. know, now I, yeah. um, I do know that about you, that you are very honest and you, you tell your feelings, you know, very well. You do not hide them or sugarcoat them so no. you know, I, I think <laughs> me like I'm just always like oh everything's good everything's good mm -hmm. and I have worked on it and you know you're my little sister but sometimes I think about that with you and I'm just like I have to always make sure that I make my feelings known because they can't read our minds you know sometimes we're like well you should have known well no yep. <laughs> they have no idea I wish they could you know that would that would be great <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not always, but anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. So that's so good. <laughs> Do you have? Let's move on to the quick, the quickly to the yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've done very well up until this point. 
do you have a five-year plan? Like, do you know where you want to be in five years? I mean, I know you have this big vision of windows and drapes of a specific modern house, but do you have vision or goals from where you are going, where you want to be? Yeah, so I definitely step, to say I have it written down, oh, this is my five-year plan, step one, step two, step three. No, I don't. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I have right behind me my goals for this year, you know, that I wrote down at the beginning, you know, for my career. I mean, my personal goals, be the best wife, spend less, you know, spend less, save more, things like that. I definitely make goals. But as far as making a five-year plan, you know, I've always, what have I envisioned to myself? Who am I in the future? You know, four years ago, I am who I am today. Four years ago, I was a successful medical device rep driving a really nice vehicle with a beautiful husband and a beautiful house. Well, I have that today, you know, and, but now that I'm there, you know me, what, what's next, right? So, um, now to your point, I envision myself, you know, in a beautiful modern house with floor to ceiling windows. And I wake up in the morning and just throw my drapes open. And, you know, um, I, I envision what I want. And I think that, you know, I was thinking about that today, obviously, when I got your questions. Um, and I think that's kind of always been my driving force is I make personal goals and I make work goals for like yearly, right? and quarterly with work and everything. But as far as my life, big picture goes, I envision who I want and I get there based on what I do daily, right? Okay. So that's kind of how I, I feel that I've kind of been successful, you know, cause it's always been, it's always in the back of my mind. Okay, you wanna be this person, you wanna do this. So you've gotta do the steps daily that will get you there. You know, I love that. You know, I definitely, for, for me, I, I kind of think I'm the same way. You know, I don't have it written down, but I, I have a vision of, of what I want to look like. I have a vision of where I want to, where I want to see myself, like where I want to have a house. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things where I, I have big visions, you know, mm -hmm. and I make vision boards for myself. You know, you see them around. Yeah. So I love I, it. I make vision boards um, that show what my life I want it to look like and how yeah. I want to look like look when I'm this age, you know. So that's and I've seen your vision board. You've pretty much knocked them all out of the park. <laughs> I know. I need to make another I one. Say, oh, I do have a new one right now. <laughs> Some pretty big goals. So <laughs> well, that's good. I probably should do one too, since I'm realizing that I'm a visionary. That that's how I kind of create my life is based on what I see in my head that I want and I just go it. after it and don't stop. Yeah. I sit and I see it every single morning is my, the one vision board that I have right now for my life. You know, I, had, I do vision boards for my clients. Obviously. Mm -hmm. obviously I do vision boards for my life. In fact, I have foam core and you're coming this week. So I'll send you one and <laughs> create your vision. That you, you get a vision board and you get a vision board. <laughs> So, so, so you'll take home a foam core this week. Yay. Yay. But it helps because you see it. And that's, you know, I've created this design process that, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure most designers have this design process that works. And I also always say, and on my website, there's a form where you can fill it out for your life. 
um, mm-hmm. rather than like a vision board, creating a vision board for your life. So you can. And I will, I will say this too. I think one of the biggest things that's kind of gotten me to where I am because of where I want to be is I don't ever not ask because I live on the, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Right. Right. So every career that I've had, you know, I've networked and I've made the relationships to be able to grow in the company. And, you know, like, you know, there's positions open in my backyard now. And, you know, even though I might not be ready today for that, they know that's on my plan, you know? So you just ask for it and you just keep going after it until you get it. If you get a no, well, keep trying until keep going. Okay. So funny story. Uh, remember when you were young, you were a little girl and you had a friend and the friend's mother told our mom that you told your friend, look, if your parents say no the first time, just keep it <laughs> because eventually they'll let you. Eventually they'll say yes, they'll just give in. And the mom was like, no, this is not okay. <laughs> we, we had a good laugh about that. So yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. See, I've been this way my whole life. No, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and you, you know, you said earlier that you are a people person you're good with people I can remember when we went on a cruise and um uh, you would run around that you were young and you were running around that cruise ship like you owned it I remember getting in the air in the elevator with perfect strangers and they looked at me and they were like now how are you related to Molly I mean they're two strangers <laughs> they'd seen me with you and they they knew you and I was like I, <laughs> I'm receiving, yeah. you know so anyway that's just interesting to me because <laughs> It really has served you. It, it's been in me my whole life to be um, in sales. I don't think I could. Yeah, for sure. Envision me anywhere else, for sure. <laughs> so I know you're not a big reader, right? We we've had that right. conversation, right? But you do love podcasts, and you're in your car a lot. So are there some podcast favorites that you listen to, or besides? Well, there's this one, the wildly successful lifestyle <laughs> that I really like. Um, <laughs> no, I do love your podcast for, and I'll say this about your podcast. And I've talked to, you know, uh, friends of mine that are also reps. Your podcast is great because our attention span isn't that long. Yeah. Um, we're kind of on to the next thing, you know, and so I do love that your podcast, you know, put some good information out in a shorter amount of time than some podcasts. Cause I find myself skimming through to find one that's only like 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, that's my whole point of this is I want my Monday monologues to be short so people can hop in the car and go to target and listen to it. Um, yeah. Wednesday wisdoms, you know, it's so much fun when you're interviewing and you're talking and you're getting this good information because mm-hmm. sometimes it just makes you feel like, okay, I'm normal, you know? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so exactly. Um, but yeah, I like, I love, you turned me on to Brooke Castillo. I I love her. Um, she has great information. Um, and also of course, Brene Brown, who doesn't love her. Right. So, so I, I really do encourage anybody that's listening to look up Brooke Castillo's Mm -hmm. her, her podcasts are not that long. Uh, That's another one, but she, I mean, and under but uh really really good really good information for women and Brene and she's entertaining at the same time so you know so it's great. 
I can see why you guys, you like her because she, you know, she's very to the point. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I have always loved about you since, you know, that you have always had a really good sense for who you are. And I, I say this next thing in a very loving way, <laughs> but I have always say, said that you came out of the womb pretty sure of who you are and kind of gave the middle finger to anyone that did it. <laughs> And you, I mean, that's been your thing my whole, your whole life. Now, I said that that will serve you and it, sometimes it'll hurt you. Now, I've had two interviews so far where they've said that not caring what other people think is a superpower. So I, I'm in awe of that because I don't possess that quality. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that's a superpower? You know, I've, like you said, I've kind of been like this my whole life, so I don't know anything different. Um, I think to your point, it is kind of a superpower because you're not really living your life um, for the fear of disappointing someone. Right. Um, you're not li living your life for the drive to appease everyone. You know, it's if it feels good to me, then that's what matters. Um, you know, I kind of always say, if you don't like what I do or who I am, then it's your problem, not really mine. Um, it's very, and, true. that's very, yeah. true. I mean, it realistically, if you think about it, it's, if you are doing something and you're not hurting anyone and it's, you know, you, if you're not looking out for yourself, then who's going to look out for you? I mean, you don't live with your mom, mm -hmm. you know, right. so, so you have to look out for yourself first and then, and make sure that what you're doing is, is the best thing for you. Cause I did a podcast this week on your inner guidance system, knowing knowing what's best for you and you're the only one that does so mm -hmm. I think you've done that really well and I've, I've always been in awe of you for that so right <laughs> and like, I mean, I, you know you've talked about the religion you know a little bit that we we were raised in and you know I think it's one of those things where you know whether it's a religion that your parents want you to follow or it's a career path that your parents want you to follow or whatever it is, whoever is your, you know, your guide in your life at that time, if it doesn't feel right to you, you don't have to do what others want you to do. You know, um, to me personally, I would think that a parent would see my life and be like, wow, she's doing pretty damn good. You know, yeah. um, but my life path isn't necessarily what our parents would say is a successful life. No, you know, and God forbid I would have done what they wanted because I wouldn't be half who I am today, you know. Um, right. and both of us went a little bit from what our parents just a little, bit. yeah, just yeah, but yeah, so I mean, just a little bit. I think that it is a superpower because you're truly going with who you are, um, regardless of what anybody else says, yeah, yeah, so. that, I love that. Okay, good. Now, you have. A good mindset on most things I would say do you have I mean are there any habits or thoughts that you think would be like the main thing that's helped you get to where you are today in spite of you know like we talked about our parents love us that we love them we're very 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 tight family it's just they ha they wanted different for us they wanted us to go down a religious path that we did not take so is there something that's helped you to get to where you are today well, you know, I am not as great at mindset work as you are. I'm working on that, though. Um, and, you know, because I have sometimes the realist in me is like, 
okay, but that's not what's happening right now. But, you know, when I'm struggling, when things are hard, honestly, you've said this to me my whole life, this too shall pass. So if it's bad, something doesn't feel good, that's going to go on. But as far as my everyday, you know, I just kind of always tell myself that I'm a successful person and I do not procrastinate um, because sometimes that's your mantra. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm a successful person and I do not procrastinate. Because I love that. Sometimes I can be a procrastinator and especially since COVID, it is easy to want to just procrastinate things. You know, I mean, I, I cannot tell you how much happy that, how happy that makes me that you said that because just today I was like, why, why are you procrastinating on this thing? And yeah. it really, I think it does have to do, you know, with, we have this little excuse to fall back on like COVID. It's like, oh, well, oh, at that time, we did it tomorrow. You know, everybody's weirded out, <laughs> all different, you know, so I'm so glad you said that because I'm going to add that to my mantra. I am an, I am not a person that procrastinates. No. And I, I can, I have proof for you that I've been saying this to myself because I wrote it down in my planner that Eric gave me months ago and so yeah that is my that is my thing I am a successful person and I do not procrastinate um and you know I kind of just like earlier my vision of who I am and who I'm going to be um you know gets me where I am now and to me if it ain't broke don't fix it so (laughs) Um, uh, you know my mantra. Did, have, have, did you know my mantra? Uh, should I say yes? <laughs> no, you're being on, you're honest, right? I'm honest. I would say yes, and then be like, just yeah, you go ahead and tell us. Okay, if you want what you've never had, you have to do do what you've never done. And so yeah, I think about that all the time because. You know, it's times when I want to go for um, a piece of chocolate that maybe is mm-hmm. in the pantry because why, why is it there? But anyway, I think, mm-hmm. nope, either you have a goal and you want this and in order to have it, you can't have that chocolate, you know, not today. Like sometimes you can, but yeah, anyway. I mean, just like you want to be a super fit person. Well, if you've never been someone that works out or eats right, well, maybe you should be a person that works out and eats right if that's your goal. That's right. Just say that's who you are. You have to identify. That's the whole point is you identify with being a successful person who does not procrastinate. Yep. (laughs) Well, this has been so much fun. I know. Thanks for having me. I feel like a little mini celebrity on here. You are a celebrity always in my mind. (laughs) You are. Well, you have been to me my whole life, so. All right. I love you and I love you. I can't wait till you come here on Thursday. Yeah, I'll see you Thursday and tomorrow morning at 7:30. Yes, of course. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together and I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.